In the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete, here's Sal Licata. Take it on 9 o'clock tonight on the Sports Zone on the Mets off day. Mets and Yanks really can't get into rhythm at all. We discussed it a little bit last night, whether it's the off days, the you know extra amount of off days built into the year, uh, you know, or the rainouts, and you couple them, and I mean, geez, the Yankees have had a nice all-star break. They haven't played since Sunday. I mean, can you imagine that? The Yankees off four straight days... With the Mets, an off day Monday, off day today, uh, the rain out on Saturday. So it's just been, um, you know, inconsistent baseball schedule. Usually the best thing about baseball is that it's there for you every night. Well, that has not been the case so far through the first, you know, six weeks of the season. We have two pairs of Mets tickets to give away. We'll do one next hour, one in the 8 o'clock hour, one of those pairs. Well, one's versus the Cubs, which is good, and the other is a Subway Series game, so you want to make sure you stay tuned for that. We'll have Ken Dashow of Q104.3. He's a huge Mets fan. He'll be in studio at 7.05, so we'll talk to him. We'll talk to John Harper of the Daily News about both the Mets and the Yanks. We'll get some insight, too, from Las Vegas, because I want to get a feel for what it's like to be a Golden Knights fan. I mean, think about it as a sports fan. All it is is misery for the most part until you, if you're ever lucky enough, have that one or two you know, seasons or moments throughout the course of your fandom where you get to really enjoy that special season. Well, I mean, Vegas Knights, they start out uh, the first year in the league, an expansion team, and they're in the Western Conference Finals. Already have two wins in that Western Conference Finals, up 2-1 on the Jets. So I thought that might be fun to get a feel from Vegas. We'll do that a little bit later on in the show. I do want to begin with the... And look, I know a lot has been discussed uh, in recent days. And look, I'm a part of it too, ripping the Mets, whether it's the lineup, whether it's the underperforming starting staff or whoever it may be. Give me knock Callaway a little bit. And I read today in the Daily News that Cespedes may never be the same again. At age 32, will he ever be healthy? And I get tweets regarding, you know, trading Syndergaard and DeGrom, which is not something that, uh, you know, oh, look, I thought about it. I've thought about it over the last couple of weeks, watching how badly this team has played and knowing that there isn't much on the farm and looking around at the good teams in baseball, how many young position players they have in comparison to the Mets. I mean, the Mets don't really have any. At least right now, it doesn't seem that way. And, you know, the best teams in baseball have a bunch of those guys. And the only way to really do that, and I've brought this up on the show, is to eventually, you know, have to consider trading Syndergaard or DeGrom or both. So I could understand to a certain extent why fans are thinking that way. But I, even when I brought it up, I'm not there yet. I mean, come on. we can't, It is May 17th. May 17th. Way too early for that. I mean, ball club is over a game over 500. I know that they've been bad for three weeks. I know it's been frustrating. Believe me, as somebody who picked them to win the division... I have been embarrassed and frustrated with the way that this team has played. But it will get turned around and it will start this weekend. The idea of giving up on a team that had potential coming in. Again, this is not 12, 13, 14. They have have players here. They will contend. Maybe I'm wrong and they won't win the division. They will contend. The idea of giving up and talking about, I literally got tweets before the show. Would you trade Syndergaard and Rosario for Machado to answer the question? No, I would not. No, I would not. And it's not that I don't want Manny Machado. Why would I trade? Why would I ever trade Noah Syndergaard 
for Manny Machado. You want to talk about Rosario? That's one thing. I'm not trading Syndergaard. I could just sign Machado in the offseason, which is something the Mets seriously are going to have to consider, regardless of the way that this season pans out. They're in need of a young superstar. They were in need of it last year. They're, they need it. I mean, it has to happen. Enough's enough. They need a bunch of different things. One of them would be signing Manny Machado. If you don't want Machado, you want to sign Bryce Harper, I'm fine with that. But one of those two is exactly what this franchise and this fan base needs. But that's for another day. That's not real. It may not even be realistic after the season, but we'll harp on it. It's not realistic right now. Focus on this weekend. And the Mets getting things turned around tomorrow night against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Enough of this win one, lose one. Enough of this, you know, drop two of three in Cincinnati. Can't happen anymore. It's time to start winning some series here. And I really do believe that it's going to happen this weekend against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And then when you do win that series and you look at the way the pitching lines up with that, it is DeGrom, Mats, Syndergaard. That's the start. Now you hope to take at least two of three, but you could sweep that series. And then you get going from there. Eventually get Frazier back. Eventually get Cespedes back. And then the ball starts rolling again, getting people feeling good about this team. Having them feel good about themselves. Take some of the pressure off. Not just the guys on the team and in the lineup, but the manager himself. And just around the organization as as a whole. There was the positive feel for the first two weeks of the season. There's been a complete turnaround, total negative feel since. That's got to change, and it's got to change now. And I really do believe it's going to start this weekend. They'll show you they will be a competitive ball club. And you get the Marlins coming into town. I mean, the Mets of the over these next six games here need to do some damage. Now, you want to talk about four and two? I guess you'd take that the way that they've been going, but really it should be five and one. Then they go out and hit the road and will test themselves against Milwaukee in a four-game series, against those Braves who have been terrific to start this year. I can't even call them the pesky Braves because they're actually good. They're not pesky. They're good. But it starts tomorrow night. Enough with the negativity around this team. You can critique them. We can rip the lineups. We can rip the performances. When all is said and done, they have enough to be a good ball club. To go from this team is going to be great at the beginning of the year when you're watching for two weeks to now this team is dreadful and they need to trade Syndergaard and DeGrom is absurd. Even I, who have been known to overreact at times, even I think that that's absurd. They'll get it turned around. Relax a little bit. Just a little bit. And believe me, if they don't, I'll be the first to rip them. They'll get it turned around. This is a good enough ball club. And really, it starts with the guys that people are talking about trading. Syndergaard and DeGrom. I wouldn't be sitting here saying the Mets are going to win the series and get things turned around this weekend if it weren't for the way the pitching lines up. I mean, I don't trust Jason Vargas. Eventually, you would hope, you would hope that the organization, you know, the, the guy that the organization just gave two years, 16 million bucks, and that Dave Island likes, eventually you'd hope that it could be competitive in a start. I hope that's not asking for too much. I mean, just get out of the first inning without giving up a run for once. Now, maybe he'll do that this time through. He's going to be facing the Marlins. What better team to face, right? At home, facing the Marlins. You're already going to have, again, DeGrom, Matt, Syndergaard going. So you hope to have success with those three. You hope that this is the time that Vargas gets it turned around and has a competitive start. And now you start rolling in the right direction. It is lined up right now 
And maybe it was two for Philadelphia, but then the rain got in the way on that Saturday game. It is lined up right now for this team to start turning the corner and playing some good baseball here. Remember, even as bad as they have been for three straight weeks, and they have been bad. I mean, really, it's been unacceptably bad uh, from the top down with Callaway and his, you know, the lineups and the batting out of order and the, all everything. The starters, whether it's pitching one inning or Syndergaard not being able to get past the fifth, Vargas being non-competitive, Wheeler up and down, getting hit all over the place, nobody in the lineup getting a hit, Frazier, Cespedes to the DL, Conforto, all of it. It's been ugly. They are still a game over five hundred, And it is May 17th. It's not as bad as it has seemed over the last few weeks. So just step back. Take a deep breath, enjoy the off day, enjoy the positive sounds of yours truly, and get set for this team to go out there and compete starting with this Diamondback series. Now, if they go out there over the course of these next six games and somehow lose these series to the D-backs and Marlins, I would seriously start to worry about this team being a 500 team. Because now you're approaching Memorial Day. I mean, that's and usually throughout the first two months you could find out what a team is. I truly believe the Mets are better than what they have shown in the last three weeks. Don't think they're 12 and too good, but I think they're better than what they've shown. And if they just play good, sound baseball here over the next six games at home, I think that'll start getting things in the positive direction. And then you could forget about feeling great for the first two weeks, feeling awful for the last three weeks, and get yourself in the middle of a season here and start to see what you could do to maybe, you know, toy with this team, where they can improve, whether it's another arm in the rotation, in the bullpen, what type of bat you could get. You know, remember, Ploiecki's going to be coming back. At some point, I think Swarzak could be coming back. So they have some guys who could add something, too, when they get back in healthy. But right now, I I really believe this is a big series and a big six games here at home starting tomorrow night for this team, and I do think the results will be positive. 800 We'll take your calls. We'll talk some, uh, we got some Matt Harvey stuff to get to from yesterday. We can talk about the Keith Hernandez book, as I mentioned, NBA, NHL playoffs as well. Yanks begin a three-game series in Kansas City tomorrow night. Sabathia and then Severino uh, go the first two games of that series. I, I will be there, as a matter of fact, in Kansas City. Can't wait. Leave tomorrow for St. Louis. Got some Cardinals in Philly in St. Louis and then driving to Kansas City. Check out the Yanks and Royals on Saturday. Um, And I'm looking forward to that. But the Yanks, I mean, will they actually lose a game on this road trip in Kansas City and in Texas? We could get into that as well. The Mets rotation, whether you would trade for Machado, uh, whatever else it is that is on your mind. Take it on 9 o'clock here on the Sports Zone. Salicata filling in for Pete McCarthy. 800-321-0710. The number to call on The Voice of New York. 710-WOR. Now. You're in the WOR Sports Zone. In for Pete, here's Sal Licata. All right, a couple of things before we get to the calls. 6.05 Saturday. I mean, obviously the coverage begins tomorrow night for the Friday night game, Mets Diamondbacks. But Saturday, Petey Mack will be out there uh, at City Field, out uh, at the Plaza, doing the show uh, You know, from there for the half hour before the Saturday night game. Saturday night's going to be, I uh, would think, would be a good crowd. I have not looked at the weather. Producer Mark, the weather is not great this weekend again. Friday and Saturday looks terrible. 
both tomorrow and say, well, we've been down this road before, so I wouldn't let that worry anybody. But, I mean, it'd be nice if you didn't have to worry about that at all for a change. I mean, you know, remember the earlier in the year we thought the Mets were going to get snowed out in Washington. That didn't come to fruition. So, who knows, yesterday a lot of people didn't think that game would get in and it ended up getting in. So, hopefully they're able to get some baseball in this weekend without any interruptions. But, my goodness, I mean, enough with the weather. Anyway, go out there and see Petey Mack, uh, who will be and out in the your bobblehead. Yeah, these are uh, Star Wars bobblehead, Mr. Met as Han Solo bobblehead. Uh, you know, I'm just reading a story that producer Mark brought to my attention. Uh, this is from Eric Boland of Newsday. The Yankees had to spend the night in the airport last night? I mean, are you kidding me? Yanks Delta flight was supposed to be wheels up to Kansas City uh, like 10 o'clock last night. Remember, Yanks got the, their suspended game and the original game. Both were postponed till June 18th against the Nationals, so they were there in Washington looking to go to Kansas City. They were in, how do you say this, Dulles International Airport, I guess, in Virginia after the game, and there was they couldn't get out. Uh, Cashman was quoted in Eric Boland's column. Again, this is from Newsday. Cashman saying it was an unfortunate set of circumstances. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, there was apparently a mechanical problem with the plane. Combination of issues. Mechanical problems, stormy weather in the area, aviation regulations that limit the number of hours crew can work on a single ship. You're telling me the New York Yankees spent the night at an airport last night? That's brutal. That, that's rough. I know they've had four days off here. I mean, today being the fourth. And, and look, it, it's, it's not going to impact them. They'll still blow the uh, Royals out. And I would not be shocked if they did not, in fact, lose a game on this road trip between Kansas City and Texas. But the fact that the Yankees, can you imagine that the whole team, had a, that is uncomfortable. I mean, spending the night at the airport, that's not fun for anybody. I guess some people slept on the plane, some slept in the airport. That's horrible. I would not. I would not want that. You gotta. Hopefully, they're sleeping right now, getting some rest. But that is. Uh, that's a rough. That's a rough trip for the Yanks. They didn't even get to play a game since Sunday, and they uh, had to sleep in the. <laughs> I wouldn't think. I would think the New York Yankees would be above that. All the hotels in Washington apparently sold out, and they couldn't find anywhere to put these guys. You have to sleep in a, a t- an entire team. The New York Yankees of all teams have to sleep in an airport. It's the worst thing that happened to them in, geez, as long as I can remember. Kevin is in Connecticut. What's up, Kev? Hey, what's going on? You are out of your mind. What are they, what are they, what are they giving you over there? Like, uh, like, where are you getting this optimism from with the Mets? There's, they've given no signs whatsoever of doing anything. Cespedes is on the DL. Frazier's on the DL. What makes you think they're gonna they could beat the the Royals, let alone the the Diamondbacks this weekend? Well, I just told you, Syndergaard, Degrom, and Mats. Yeah, but they can't hit. Those guys could go. Those guys could throw twenty seven shutout innings, and they're the 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 bullpen will blow it in the tenth inning each time, and they'll lose one nothing. What? Maybe. I mean, that might be the case, Kev. I mean, I I would bet against you if I were a betting man that that's not going to happen. That's an extreme case, but they're not going to throw three shutouts either. I mean, you know, the best case scenario, they're top of the game. You're going to get seven, eight out of out of the ground to the guard with zero to one run. That's like the best possible. The Mets they outcome. did just they did just score twelve yeah. runs a couple of days ago, two games ago. I mean, oh, that's first what Toronto? Come on. Well, well, well. What do you mean? What do you mean versus Toronto? Toronto's got a good record. And by the way, you make it, Kevin. Kevin, what is the Mets' record on the year? Uh, what's their record? Twelve. Oh, don't go there. No, yeah. no. What, 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 you, what it is? I mean, they did. They, they did somehow. Kevin, somehow, somehow, they did manage to win twenty ball games. I don't know how. Somehow, they must have lucked in to win twenty ball games this year. Term, have you ever heard the term "smoke and mirrors"? Yeah, that's how they won eleven and one. Smoke and mirrors. 
everything was going just right. There was there was plenty of things where everyone was saying, well, you know, it, 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 that was you know they got a little bit lucky there. They got lucky for that eleven and one run. They're shot. They're dead in the water. There's no hope left. Okay. Well, that's the, if you look. If you want to be negative, that's your obligation. I am not going to be negative at this point. I think you could point to individual games and you could look at the lineup yesterday and say, this is a team that can't be competitive at the major league level. That's understandable. Game by game basis. Realistically, do you think that that's going to hold up over the long haul? I do not. I think realistically, people are getting caught up in what has happened here recently with this ball club and forgetting that they do have players on this team. Now, they don't have enough to go win a World Series. Nobody's saying that. And likely, they don't have enough to win a division this year, although I'll admit, I thought that they did coming into the year. They have enough to be a competitive baseball team. While I do think they were fortunate through the first two weeks of the year, I don't think it's all luck. You can't just say, oh, they were lucky. Oh, they got lucky to win those 12 ball games. That's how they did it. They have players. If this were, again, if this were 12, 13, 14, I would agree with you and say, you know what? It's fluky. I'm not buying in. They don't have enough. Even 15, the beginning of 2015. That's not the case right now. I mean, at some point, Jay Bruce is going to hit a home run. At some point, Michael Conforto, maybe he's not going to hit 320, but he might hit 250, which would be 50 points higher than he's currently hitting, roughly. At some point, they have the guys that you should believe in to get it turned around. Nobody's sitting here telling you the Mets are going to go on a, a run that's going to be, you know, look out, 69 Mets, they're, they're going to come catch, uh, you know, the Braves, whatever it may be. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is take a step back from the let's blow it all up right now idea. It's May 17th. The team is a game over 500. And they have some players. They have guys guys coming back, and they have guys that are overdue to start producing. Long overdue. They're not dead yet. I'll let you know when they're dead. You know, the same people told me in 2016, oh, the team is dead. They're dead in the water. Oh, they're awful. They'll never make it. And if you go back and check the tapes, we don't delete the tapes here. I don't think. Anyway, I believe we have them. I told you the Mets would make the postseason, and they did just that. Last year, we knew the team was dead in the water. With all the injuries, there was no way they could overcome that. Way too early to say that this team is dead. World Series? No, it's not. Uh, it's not likely. I'll take my chances. Degrom, Mats, Syndergaard, and go from there. And then you get the Marlins coming in. We've seen these things snowball. Right now, they haven't been able to get out of the funk. Since they lost that game in horrific fashion on April 16th to the Nationals, haven't been able to get out of the funk. I think it's been a little bit of bad luck, certainly bad performance. Also a little bit of bad luck with the weather, the choppy nature to the schedule with the off days. Not trying to make excuses for them, but this team is better than what they've shown over the last three weeks. 
And it's I honestly do believe it's now or never. I mean, these six games are big, big games here. They don't win these games at home against the Diamondbacks, who are struggling right now, and the Marlins. Going to Milwaukee for four, Atlanta, which, I mean, they never win in Atlanta, and Atlanta's a good ball club right now. They got them for three. They got the Cubs, the Yankees before you know it. Another long road trip. They better win the majority of these next six games. I mean, at the very least, four and two. And again, the way it lines up with the pitching, they should get five. Now or never for this ball club. But you can't bury them on May 17th. What's up, Alan? Yes, how you doing, Sal? How you doing? I'm all right. Okay. Listen, I think you're drinking a little Kool-Aid. Just let me say one thing. No, I get Poland Spring Water, as a matter of fact. Okay, well, good. Okay, oh. Poland Spring. Listen, they started off 11-1. Yes, six games were against the Marlins. Of course, you got to beat who's on your schedule. Absolutely. But... I mean, everybody was beating the Marlins the first three, four weeks. Okay? Only wait, wait a second. The Mets only played the Marlins three times, so you're already incorrect with that. Three at home, three in the road, wasn't that? No, no, no. They played the Marlins three times. Okay, and did they play the Phillies also when the Phillies were not? They, that they played them twice. The they played. They, they had one game get rained out. They played them twice. Okay, right now you're a left fielder, Cespedes, who's one injury injury away from losing him for about six weeks, really. You're no first baseman, no catcher. You've got a right fielder, Jay Bruce. Believe me, if they could do that contract over again, they would want to get rid of him. Three years for $39 million. Well, that's a good I value. I mean, you could. You, what's wrong with the contract for Bruce? He hasn't performed just no. yet, but, I mean, Bruce is what he is. He's an inconsistent hitter. Very inconsistent, but when you have no hitting on this team, Conforto, I think maybe that shoulder's still bothering him. I mean... Well, Alan, so so let's get down to it. You think that Conforto, Bruce, and everybody else are, are going to be what they have been the last few weeks? That's what you're telling me, right? At least two out of three, yes. Are they going to click? Is everybody going to click at the same time? Uh, I don't know. You just you just said you just said Cespedes is one uh, you know one step away from being out for six weeks. Bruce isn't exactly. getting any, all right. Bruce isn't getting anything done. Conforto's not getting anything. So you're betting that those guys aren't going to be any good the rest of the way, right? Well, Cespedes is a, is a key. I mean, if you read the newspapers, they don't think he's going to be healthy at all this year. Yeah, so. I don't care what the newspapers say, and thank you for the call, Alan. You, you read the newspapers, I told you to start the show, you read the Daily News, oh, Cespedes may never be the same again. Oh, why? When we watch Cespedes play this year, he's looked like an old, broken-down player? I would argue that Yoenna Cespedes has looked his best this year. Cespedes has looked his healthiest and his best this year than any year that I've seen him here with the Mets. Numbers-wise, yeah, 2015, you can't beat that. Cespedes is playing hard. He's running around out in the outfield, stealing bases. Joanna uh, Cespedes has looked active, aggressive, looks like he's having fun. He looks as healthy and as strong as I've ever seen. Now, I know he's on the DL here, but it happens. It's going to happen with him. We all knew he's going to spend time on the DL. Let's get the lower body issues. What, because the Daily News article says he may be washed up from one scout who's washed him? Uh, I'm supposed to think that he's going to be washed up now? No, I'm not buying that. Cespedes will be fine. They put him on the DL to rest him up to get him back to 100%. He could have continued to play at less than 100%. He'll be fine. And Bruce and Conforto and Frazier, those guys will eventually hit. Now, Bruce may not have as good a year as he had last year. Eventually, he's going to hit a little bit. 
He's not going to finish the year with three home runs. You would think Conforto's not going to hit 208 or 205, whatever he's at right now. Syndergaard's going to go seven, eight innings. DeGrom's going to start turning around here. At some point, the guys they have there will start to produce. And I think that some point is going to be this weekend. 800-321-0710. More your calls on the other side. Sports Zone with Sal Akata filling in for Pete McCarthy, the voice of New York, 710 WOR. Today. This is the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete McCarthy, here's Sal Licata. Remember, we got two pairs of Mets tickets to give away. Mets and Cubs and the Subway Series tickets, a pair of those. So one next hour, one in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll also talk to Ken Dashow of Q104.3, huge Mets fan at 705. Uh, hopefully he's not uh, ready to trade everybody and give up on the team like some of you guys are. John Harper, New York Daily News baseball columnist, 805, do some Mets and Yanks. Mike Puma just wrote an article in the Post. I guess it's going to be in the paper tomorrow. I never know how these things work anymore when they're released online and Twitter and all that stuff. The paper becomes essentially old news, which is sad to me. But anyway, uh, talking about Mets have bigger plans is the headline. Mets have bigger plans for their valuable bullpen weapon, and it's referring to Seth Lugo. Quotes from Callaway in there and Lugo as well. Um, Callaway talking about how it's a luxury keeping in the bullpen, but also that they have in the back of their mind that he can be a starting option for them. And this is something that we've discussed over the last couple of days, and I've discussed it here and on SNY, that eventually I think Lugo is hes a valuable asset right now. I think he becomes more valuable as a starter because he could stabilize the rotation. He's not going to be as dominant as DeGrom or Syndergaard can be. He doesn't have the stuff of Steven Matz and that potential to be that third guy. But at least every fifth day, you would be able to rely on Seth Lugo being competitive and keeping you in the ballgame. And that's why I think Jason Vargas, his next start is going to be huge importance. Not only for what he's done in his first three starts here, not only because it's against the Marlins, because the Mets can't keep running them out there. I don't care what his contract is. Can't keep running them out there every fifth day if he's getting lit up the way he is. I mean, I would say he's throwing BP, but I think that would be an understatement. He's, I, I've never even seen that guys get battered like that in batting practice. So if Vargas doesn't, if he's not competitive in his next start, and I don't know how long the Mets are going to wait, it's not going to be long. They understand what's happening here. They know that they should be better than what they're playing here. They know that it's starting to get away from them a little bit. And they also know that they have a weapon in Lugo that they could put in there and stabilize that rotation. Now, I don't know what you'd do with Vargas. I think the best thing to do would be to go talk to him and say, look, dude, four starts in a row, you're getting lit up. Time to go down to the minors and work on some things. We want to work with you here. We need you back up here. Be a valuable part of this team. Right now, it's not working for us. Because I don't think he's going to be any good out of the bullpen either. And Wheeler's not moving to the bullpen. Wheeler's staying as a starter. And that's fine. You know what he is right now. He's got, he's going to give you a, he'll be competitive every fifth day. Some days he's going to get beat up like he did yesterday. Some days he's going to look like he should be more than just a fourth or fifth starter. And that's fine for a fourth or fifth starter. But if Vargas doesn't get it turned around, and I mean quick, Lugo's going to be in the starting rotation to stabilize things. Gino is in Brooklyn. What's up, Gino? Sal, what's up, my man? How are you, Gino? Sal, you're firing me up, man, because, listen, there's no way I'm thinking about selling this team off a quarter of the way through the season. No chance. Listen, these Mets fans, they, they make me laugh. When we were 11-1, and Callaway was the greatest thing ever. It was going to be World Series time. Now we're in a little funk, and, and already people are ready to sell the team off. Listen, a lineup with Frazier, Bruce, Cespedes, 
Conforto, Cabrera, do these people really think that this team is going to continue to only score one, two runs? These guys are going to hit their major league hitters. Eventually, they're going to hit, you know. I mean, that's that's been the M.O. And, and the, I like what you said there. The point is to fire you up because people are so down right now that they're not seeing the big picture. And I'd rather be ahead of the curve than late to the party like everybody else in this town is doing talk shows or anybody else. Remember, when everybody else was going to bury this team and trade Syndergaard and DeGrom, you heard it here. The Mets aren't dead yet. It's way too early for that this team you should be pumped up Gino they have what it takes they have the guys there they'll get it turned around Sal this team is gonna turn it around I'm telling you this is good just like 2016 everybody and their mother oh they're finished they're finished I'm like no no they're not I remember that season vividly I was at that Cabrera home run game against Philly I said Reyes and Cabrera and Cespedes at the top are carrying them this year it could be Bruce, Frazier, and Conforto. You know, these guys are too good a hitters to just give up on the seat. It's it's ludicrous to even think this way so early. Have a little faith in the team. Agreed, agreed, Gino. Agreed, and thank you for the call. It's May 17th. It's May 17th. The team is 20 and 19. Big picture. Not what we've seen. Again, what we've seen has been dreadful. I get it. I was saying it. I've been saying it. They have the players to get this turnaround. Starts this weekend. Starts tomorrow night. Now, if it continues and they continue to play this poorly, then I think you seriously need to, you know, look, I'm even saying over the course of the next, if it gets bad, if it's bad over the next six games, it's going to be bad over the next 60. Because the schedule ain't getting any easier, and I wouldn't think that if you if you can't get out of it here, at home for six games against the D-backs with DeGrom, Matt, Syndergaard, and then three against the Marlins. If you can't have a positive homestand with that, you're in big trouble. I still don't even think trading Syndergaard and DeGrom is a topic until the offseason. And even then, you'd have to think long and hard about doing that. Wouldn't you rather go out and get Manny Machado? And try to add to those two at the top. When you have a team with those two guys at the starting rotation, familiar at the back end of the games, obviously closing out ball games, Conforto, Cespedes, and a couple other major leaguers to round out that lineup, you can't fold up shop on May 17th, game over 500. That is insanity. That's that's loony talk. John is in Jersey. What's up, John? Hey, Sal. How are you? Enjoy the program. Thank you. Appreciate it. Totally agree. It's May 17th. This has been a bad three weeks. We had a really good first couple weeks. It's been a bad three weeks. All of this nonsense about trading the Grom, trading Syndergaard, to me it's just it's, it's columnists trying to sell papers. They're trying to pick at the match about they're not going to spend money. The Phillies are up and coming. The Braves are up and coming. Calm down. It's May 17th. The Mets have the wherewithal to sign anybody if they want to in the offseason. Again, I know what ownership they, they they haven't done it since you know really sets, but it's like they have done it with guy. I mean, they have done some of that. So, but the idea that this season is over already is nonsense. I agree with you. This next six game stretch is a big big one. Just go out and win series, and the wins will add up. Yeah. We're never as good as eleven and one, and they're certainly not as bad as, as nine and eighteen. Everyone's got to take a deep breath. It's a long season. We saw what they did in fifteen. And 16 in the second half of the year. So people just have to calm down and relax. Uh, agree, John, and thank you for the call. Look, it's it's early. 
it is it is really early to bury anybody, especially a team that's a game over five hundred. And that has players. They this is, and I stand by this. I've said it before the year. I mean, Cespedes said it himself. I said it before the year, and I, I believe it right now. This is as good a team as they have assembled going into a season as any of the recent years. 15, 16, 17. And obviously we know what happened in 15 and 16. This is as good a team coming into a year as they have assembled. That hasn't changed. They're a game over 500. They've had a bad three, four weeks. They're a game over 500. They'll get it turned around. Now, it can't go on forever. You don't want to have a bad six weeks. Got to get started tomorrow night. Rogers in Hamilton. What's up, Roger? Yeah, hi, Sal. How are you doing? Good. How are I love you? Enthusi- I'm good. I love your enthusiasm. I heard you last night talking with Deep McCarthy. Thanks. And I'm not sure if I heard the same Sal, <laughs> so I, I wonder if you had a nice dinner last night. So <laughs> the, the, the reason why that may be fair, Roger. That may be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let, let, let's put it this way: because you talked about Flores yesterday. Well, he stays. Yeah, he still yeah. stays. <laughs> right, right. This is the Sal I remember. So I agree with you about Seth Lugo, and I also agree with you that it's too early to give up on the season. However, the thing that concerns me most about the Mets, I mean, with Sandy Alomar, for I, I only I read today he's only been the GM for eight years. Which he, it seems so much longer. Their farm system. Eight is years farm. is a long time for Alderson. Right. Eight years yeah, is a long time. So. Yeah. Right. So after a while, when you see the, the players that they don't bring up. And everybody wants to condemn the Yankees, but quite honestly, the Yankees did everything right. They did trade, and they got good players. We made trades last year, and I haven't seen any of those long relievers even in the bullpen. Yeah. Um, so it's concerning, right? That, and that's where I'm coming from. I'm willing to give them a, certainly another month and a half. I don't want to trade. I don't want to trade Degrom. I don't want to trade Syndergaard. But the problem is that the Mets and the way they build, they built, they brought the same team, and you're very invested in the Mets. The Mets have brought the same team back three years in a row and told us the fans believe in these guys. They're going to be there, our pitching's there, and so forth. You know that they're not what they thought they were going to be. And that will have to change. Thank you for the call, Roger. Because you're, I mean, you're, look, it's not exactly the same team, but it's close to it. They thought last year was the aberration. Remember, this is a team that went to the World Series in 15, went to the Wild Card game, and got knocked out by Madison Bumgarner. No shame in that in a one-game playoff in 16. Last year, the aberration. Ravaged with injury, come back this year even more loaded than they were going into any of the previous years. And so far, it's been two weeks great, three and a half weeks or four weeks, not so good. I still believe they could get a turnaround. Now, I don't think this team is winning the World Series. Don't get me wrong. But to give up and say that they need to blow everything up on May 17th when they're a game over 500, that's loony talk. 800-321, and usually I'm the one who's doing the loony talk. 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. More of your calls when we come back in the Sports Zone. It's Sal Akata filling in for Pete McCarthy, the voice of New York. It's a new Sal Akata filling in for Pete McCarthy, the voice of New York, 710 W O 